Go west, young men. That is beautiful downtown LA. Just a stunning view there, but not as stunning as the iconic Rose Bowl in Pasadena, home of the big game this weekend. Oregon taking on UCLA, those 10th ranked Ducks wanting to send a message, but UCLA hoping they can impress some people with a big win. College Football Live starts right now. Welcome to College Football Live, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. We've got some folks out here joining us in Westwood. That, of course, is Pasadena. Is there a more iconic spot in all of football than the Rose Bowl, which will host a big game tomorrow between UCLA and Oregon? Welcome in to College Football Live. I, of course, am Jen Latta. He's Desmond Howard and David Pollock. We're going to break down all the big games this weekend. But before we get to that, guys, we're going to let you know who the biggest threat to Ohio State is in the Big Ten. And right now, let's take a look at the slate of games for tomorrow. It kicks off at noon. A couple of top five teams on the road, Cincinnati and Oklahoma. Then we dive into the matchup between Kenny Pickett and Clemson. That'll be in just sell a me. few minutes. Sell me this slate. Keep Number going. four, Alabama cannot afford another loss as they host Tennessee. I don't think you'll think it's going to come against the Vols. A primetime matchup on ABC, of course, between the Hoosiers and the Buckeyes. And we start today with the game that is just down the road here between Oregon and UCLA. UCLA, of course, guys, led by Dorian Thompson-Robinson under center, while Mel Kuyper's number one overall prospect in next year's draft, Kayvon Thibodeau, anchors the Oregon defense. So let's start with David Pollock today, because he's always got a lot of things to say. How do you see that battle shaping out, David? Uh, it's a good one. It's not just Thibodeau. It's uh, Brandon Duralis inside is really, really good. Noah Sewell, Noah Sewell. is really good. Yeah. I mean, they got some. Yeah. They got some guys. They got also got a couple guys that you'd go. I wish we had them too. That are on injured, you know, reserve, or whatever, or out for the season. But this is a good defense, man. They can fly around. Yeah. The back end have given up a lot of plays, but. The, the front end is, is physical, is fast, is really, really good. It's going to be a tremendous challenge and challenge for Oregon to, uh, for UCLA to move the ball on. No, I agree with you, but UCLA's offense, you know, they started off on fire. They were looking really good. Really good. The LSU game, yeah. they just controlled the line of scrimmage. They dominated the trenches, something that we just aren't accustomed to seeing, especially from a Chip Kelly team against the Bayou Bengals. Then they kind of sputtered a little bit. Now, DTR, you know, the, the, best ability, uh, the best ability is availability. He's been hurt now. He's healthy. And he looks good. Only two interceptions so far on the season. He's averaging 11 yards per carry when he toasts the rock. And I think the running game of UCLA is going to be tested mm -hmm. uh, against uh, Oregon's defense. That front seven, you talked about Sewell. I like Mikael Wright, too. A little, little cover corner out there yeah, on the island. Place. Yeah, I love him. So it's going to be a great matchup that offense against the uh, Ducks defense. For all the talk about the guy under center, of course, the run game has been the bread and butter for this team yeah. this season. UCLA has to avoid some self-inflicted wounds, penalties, turnovers, things like that, yep. to stay in this game against Oregon. We move on to number eight, Oklahoma State. They're taking on Iowa State this weekend. They have a perfect record. The program announcing this morning that Mike Gundy is getting a perpetual five-year deal. What does that mean? Perpetual. It perpetual. keeps rolling keeps, on. Keeps rolling, rolling, rolling. I want rolling, one of those rolling. deals. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who Give me does a perpetual it? deal. Who does it? Each of the made. last six meetings between these two teams, guys, has been decided by a touchdown or less. The Pokes going five and one in that stretch. Take a look at this. A great time to look at today's more driven team 
presented by Goodyear. It's the entire defensive side of the ball for Oklahoma State. <laughs> oh. It's been driving this team to success this season, which is unusual for Oklahoma State. Very Usually unusual. you think of that high-powered offense. They're averaging more than three sacks per game and getting to the quarterback at an absolutely astounding rate. So that brings us, of course, to this matchup. Oklahoma State, a six-and-a-half-point underdog in this game. Another big surprise here. Yeah. This is the highest-ranked team to be an underdog versus an unranked opponent this season. you got to think, guys, this is because the offense has been inconsistent this year. What do you think, Des? I think you hit it on the head. It has to be because the offense has been inconsistent because when you look at what Oklahoma State brings to the table defensively, you understand that this group is playing at a very, very high level. So then why are they the underdog? Because the offense, I mean, they're okay. They've been, they've been getting by. You know, do you really trust Spencer Sanders if, you, if the game is on the line and he has to throw the win the, to, to win the game? So I think because defensively they've been outstanding, but offensively they haven't been as great. I think that's why they're the underdog. I'm still surprised because it's not like Iowa State has been out here looking great either, you know, so. Yeah, but yeah. Warren, I tell you what, they got seven they showed right there. He's a little bowling ball that yeah. breaks tackles and gives them a chance because of the – Offensive line has been good enough for them, and they've made enough plays. But now their defense, I mean, you, you, we mentioned it, you mentioned it earlier in the meeting when we were talking about it. You're talking about 12 yards in the last six possessions mm -hmm. versus Texas. 12 yeah. yards. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's stupid. They swarm around, they fly around, they get after the quarterback. They cover great in the back end. Rodriguez in the middle, number 20, flies around everywhere and makes every play on the field. Um, so I, I just think they're... Their defense, can, that right there, that pick yeah. six last week really set the tone um, for their comeback a week ago because they got down to Texas. But um, their offense is yeah. a little bit like Christmas. You kind of just don't know what present you're going to open and what you're yeah. going to get. But I know what I'm going to get on the defense. And you look so. at Iowa State, like, do you really trust Brock Purdy? Like, really? You when know, he has Brees to Hall throw. Is Brees Hall, but when, when he has to have throw, to throw yeah. do you trust Brock, Brock Purdy? So I don't I don't know. That may be a super dog pick. Because okay. Oklahoma State has been so good against the run. These two defenses 100%. kind of philosophically similar. So it'll be exactly. interesting to see which yeah. one comes out with the win this weekend. Okay, we go from Oklahoma State over to Oklahoma. One of the big stories in all of college football has been Caleb Williams since he took over for Spencer We haven't Rattler. exacerbated this point at all. We haven't. Oklahoma to a comeback win. Uh, listen, yeah. guys, this is a guy who at the beginning of the year, you weren't even talking about him. Now he's in the Heisman conversation. David, what is the biggest difference? with this Sooners team with him under center. He's in the Heisman conversation? Yeah. Did you know he's in the Heisman conversation? Not out of my lips. Okay. Fourth. <laughs> he's fourth in odds right now, guys. Fourth. Wow. He's, okay. he's not on right. my odds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, I, I, it's, it's easy to see, you know, what he brings to the table. And I feel like we've talked about this ad nauseum. Um, but, you know, you, it's trust now that you start to have in his ability to make plays and run around and um, – I just think that throw the ball down the field despite what happens. I don't care if it goes to the other team. Yep. I'm going to make plays. I'm going to make people miss in the run game, and I'm going to take shots. And he's, uh, he's obviously proven to be one of the best players in college football. And, again, going to be a superstar in the future. Next year maybe we'll be up for the Heisman. I don't think it'll be this year. Yeah. Um, but he, he's a star. Six quarters of football. He, but, he, but he's, can't, in the he can't be on my Heisman list. Not mine. Now, you know, you got these other people. They don't even really watch the games. They look at stats. They look at highlights. I think at this point, Caleb Williams is, is playing with a reckless abandon because he has nothing to lose. He got into that Texas game. I mean, listen, they were getting killed. So what was he going to go in there and do, mess things up? No, he had nothing to lose. He plays like that. He plays very loose. He's extremely athletic. And obviously, when he's in the offense, Lincoln Riley's playbook opens up because he's a dual-threat quarterback. 
defenses have to respect his running ability. But he, he's out there. I'm, listen, David. So before the last week before the game, right, I'm watching the game with little twin, big twin. All right. And I'm watching this kid before the game. He has such excitement. He does. Yeah, he's, I'm like, it. did he already just win the game? Like, he, you he's would think that he just, yeah. It's like, wow. But he brings that sort of energy, not just to the offense, but to the whole team, And which our guy, cool. Kirk yeah. Herbstreit, talks about when he called this game a few weeks ago, he was watching his body language. He was yeah. watching how he was interacting with some of the guys on the field. Exactly. Really and going over to the defensive side yep. and special teams and really trying to get yeah. everybody riled up. And that can go a long way in building trust with a team when you just step in under center. All right, guys, so much more to come still here on College Football Live. Ohio State has looked like a different team in a good way since they lost to Oregon. Who will be their toughest test in the Big Ten? Plus, Kenny Pickett has been on fire for Pitt this year. 21 TDs, just one pick. What can we expect from him as he faces the stingy Clemson defense tomorrow? College Football Live is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Welcome back to College Football Live, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. The thrill is here! Stand up! Be recognized! It'll be dark when we start the show tomorrow morning and then the sun will come out, much like how Ohio State's season has gone because it's been nothing but blowouts for the Buckeyes since they lost to Oregon back in September. They're currently scoring 55 points per game in that span and winning by an average of 40 points. That's right, 4-0. That yeah, I think that's pretty good. So the Buckeyes should not overlook their game tomorrow, guys, as they take on Indiana. Who do you think will be the biggest test for them in the Big Ten moving forward, Des? Oh, man, you, she, she switched that up. She did. She looked she at me and, and she was like, wow, yes. yeah, no, that was like, so hey, okay. I got to keep you on your toes. I got to keep you on your toes. I tell you what, um, I would say because before they played Michigan, they played Michigan State, I'm thinking Michigan State will be the biggest test, um, you know, the soonest because they can score points. They're explosive. Didn't have the typical Spartan game offensively that you would expect a week ago against Indiana. But they're still an explosive offense, and we all know to beat Ohio State, you're going to have to put some points on the board. Because they play Michigan State, before they play Michigan, I'm going to go with Sparty. I like what Mel Tucker's doing so far up there in East Lansing. Can you tell me if Sean Clifford's playing? Mm -mm. Great point. If Sean, <laughs> if Sean Clifford's playing, yeah. I say Penn State because the weapons, the firepower on offense, his ability to run as well. Um, without that, I don't think it's the case. Um, but... I mean, Sean Clifford, when you got those dudes to throw to out wide, um, I think it makes it makes a difference. So I, I would say him, and then I and I think and I also think Penn State's defense is athletic enough to give uh, Ohio State some problems, not stop them because I don't think anybody's going to stop them consistently. But they would have to have their trigger man because you saw when their trigger man went out, woo wee, it went it was not pretty bad. Yeah. It was not pretty at all the track record in the big 10 of course is ohio state is the team to beat they always have the target on their back yeah. uh, i kind of would take them versus the field right now but the field is certainly making some noise we move on to another matchup in the big 10 because we have 
that game happening at 7.30 Eastern on ABC and the ESPN app, Ohio State and Indiana. Make sure you tune in. It is time now for our Invesco QQQ top performer. Q, Q, Q. And it is Pitt senior quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Pickett leading the ACC with 21 touchdowns. He has only thrown one interception this season. The Heisman buzz is, well, I got to ask these guys, I suppose. Is there actual Heisman buzz around this guy? Or I'm is with it. Fake Heisman I'm buzz? with it. I'm with it, Des. Unfortunately, there has not been, but he deserves it. That's the crazy thing because yep. he deserves it. He's he's having a fantastic season. I mean, he's such a great quarterback, a fantastic athlete. He's dual threat. People don't understand how yep. athletic he is, David. I got a tape on Kenny Pickett tomorrow that you guys are going to really enjoy. Oh, you're just teasing us, aren't you? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You get it. Tune, tune in. in. Game day. Tune in. in. That's, oh. a, that's a professional tease right there. David, what do you expect to see tomorrow in the matchup between Pickett squad, Pitt, and Clemson? I was defense? just going to ask Dez, like, I think if we do it against Clemson, yeah. Clemson's defense. Let's not put Clemson's offense in an elite category. Clemson's yeah. defense, yep. I think he might get some more eyeballs. Like, listen, I, the ACC is, is not strong, but you do it against Clemson's uh, defense who's, you know, they, I, I don't think they're what they used to be or what they were, but they're a strong unit that's going to take away the run game. They're going to rush the passer really yeah. well. They're going to make you make plays in contested environments. So I think... You know that will be uh, that will be the that will catapult Kenny Pickett into that discussion if he can beat Clemson uh, tomorrow, which I think he will. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, you look at Brent Venables, defensive coordinator at uh, Clemson, and there's a tremendous amount of respect for him and for that side of the ball. Despite what's going on offensively, people understand they recognize that Clemson pretty much got a championship defense. And if you don't think so, it's only because they've been on the field so much because there's so many three and outs for their offense. But that defense is a defense to be reckoned with. Kenny Pickett and those guys, they know the challenge that they're going to be faced with tomorrow going up against this Brent Venables defense. I think that if he's able to put up some big numbers, I do think they'll win. But if he's able to put up some big numbers, too, then you're going to start to get some of that national Heisman buzz that you were talking about, Jen. Well, it's funny. We've been talking about how this weekend is kind of a bizarro weekend with yeah. the ranked teams and the odds makers and whatnot. Clemson yep. has been favored in 43 straight conference games, 48 straight games against ACC opponents. But they are the dogs this weekend, three oh, and a yeah. half dogs to pit. So Crazy. look how things have changed. All right, guys, no ranked matchups tomorrow, but plenty of other intriguing games to look forward to, including an SEC West battle down in Oxford. David. Let's go. If you're watching LSU, Max Johnson is the man. Like, he is really, really good. I think last week's the first time they got that running game going. If they can continue to have some form of balance, they're going to need Matt Corral. He's spinning it all over the yard. He's in the Heisman conversation, but a little bit beat up. Yes, Don't sir. know if he played. He carried the ball over 20 times last week. They need a little more balance beside him running. Man, that man ran for 195 yards against Tennessee. Are you kidding me? That was bananas. But listen, Tennessee, Alabama. You might be saying, why are we talking about Tennessee, Alabama? Hendon Hooker, that man right there. Outstanding game, but That's then went good. out with an injury, and then he went out. Joe Milton came in the game. Oof. Completely different offense. Three hey, seconds where left. And he, where are he you says, going? You know, I'm going to go ahead and step out of bounds and end this game right quick. So let's see if uh, Hooker's going to play. Tell you what, the best receiver that nobody talks about in college football is Drake London. This dude is Love an him. absolute Love superstar. Him. He'll be a top five, uh, five, top five drafted wide receiver in college football. Just yep. big size. We'll get up and go get it. USC offense still kicking around, still making plays. Notre Dame, spin the wheel. Who wants to play quarterback this week? Spin it. Yep. <laughs> Who's going to land on? Jack Cohn? Yep, you're my guy. 17. Well, you got three options there. <laughs> hey, Utah versus Oregon State. I tell you what, you know, I stayed up and watched the game, um, Utah versus Arizona State last Saturday night. And just to my surprise, 
Utah shut Arizona State out in the second half. It's like the game went on. They got stronger. Defense played well. Offense caught fire. This is going to be a tremendous game. Utah oh, yeah. versus Dance Oregon on State. Let's see what they're going to do with the Beavers. Well, you guys really sold me on those matchups. Thank you very much for that. Still ahead. You're welcome. The three FBS service academies all host ranked teams tomorrow. Which one has the best chance to come out with a W? We discuss right after this. Yes, was that sarcasm? I think so. Mm -hmm. College Football Live is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Great guest list for the Mannings tonight. It seems like every athlete and celeb is trying to join the show. You've reached Peyton and Eli. Leave a message. This is Liam Neeson. I have a very particular set of skills, none of which involves watching game film. Just like Gronk. Hey, Peyton, it's Robert Downey Jr. I'd love to do the show with you and Shakira. Maybe we'll make some TikToks. You know what, have your people call my people. Watch Peyton and Eli. You never know who will drop by. It is David, Dez, and Jen here on College Football Live. Tomorrow, all three of the FBS Service Academies host ranked and undefeated teams. It is the first time that that has happened since 1998. Navy welcoming second-ranked Cincinnati at noon. Bearcats still hunting for that CFP berth. Number 16, Wake Forest travels to Army. And then San Diego State heads to the mountains to face Air Force in a matchup that FPI sees as the closest of the three. David, the Service Academies, always tough for opponents to play for because of the style of offense they play. Which one has the best chance? of knocking off the opponent. I think Army could beat Wake. I think uh, Wake Forest gives up the run game a lot. And remember, they, they limit the game so much because of the time of possession because they run the ball and they just they give you two or three less possessions a game. I could see Army running the football really well. Wake Forest, you make a few mistakes. You never know what might happen. So I, I'll go Army. I agree with you 100%. And for the same reason, I mean, these guys, <laughs> time of possession, they dominated 38 minutes. Per game? Are you kidding me? You got to be real efficient exactly. when you're out there. So now the pressure's on Sam Hartman and that offense every time they're on the field to score some points, whether it's a touchdown or field goal, because you don't know when you're going to see the ball again. So I think I agree with the Army. They just might get weak. I think I, Air Force could win too. They, they could they could have two wins tomorrow. We do have a feature Navy, on Sam not so much. coming up tomorrow on College Game Day, a story of his family and the legacy that he carries with him. I also know I'm about to shock y'all with this detail, but Air Force and Army, number one and number two in FBS in rushing. Where's to your Navy? point. Where's Navy? Exactly. They're just going to join the party, Run Navy. Come on. This year. We, need those years. we need Navy to make it a yeah. slobber knocker. You Don't know, forget, College Game go, Day baby. comes your way from UCLA right here tomorrow morning. We are starting bright and early. Well, it won't be bright. It will be early. That's Santa Monica. It's gorgeous. I just want to see some palm trees. That's awesome. That's right. Let's go there.